Hey, this is Samir. Hey, this is Alec. And this is Beyond the Beats. What up to our EDM champions? Let's get it going. EDM champions, what's going on? Welcome to Beyond the Beats, episode 58. It is fantastic to be back traveling into your ear canals. And as you hear in the background, I'm feeling the summer type of vibe. We're getting warmer. It's getting there. Coronavirus, yes, we're still dealing with it. But that doesn't mean you still can't have a taste, a nice little piece and treat of summer. This is my on repeat. It is Joel Corey with his song, Sorry. Is it bad that I was hoping that we get like a remix of Justin Bieber's song, Sorry? (laughs) Is that what you thought when you saw it on that? (laughs) No, you know, unfortunately it's not. But let me tell you something, man. This is such a great song. Really bringing that summer energy, bringing that summer vibe. This, if there's any song that will hashtag save the summer, it's this song right here. I've never even heard of Joel Corey before, but like... I really want to check this guy out now. Like, he, he, this is such a great song. It got me feeling super upbeat. And you're absolutely right, man. It's getting warmer out there, okay? You know what? Bust out the tanks. Bust out the short sleeves. Get the shorts out of your drawers. Guys, get out there. Soak up some vitamin D. It's beautiful out these days. It really is, man. It really is. And I'm glad that I put him on your radar because he is somebody that has absolutely blown up in the UK and in Europe as well. Uh, he, I'm sure it's, it's going to be a matter of time until he gets more popular in the US. He, he's very much like a Jax Jones type of thing, right? You know, leveraging a lot of the... It, it's I don't want to say pop because that might give it a little bit of a, you know, negative connotation there. But he's mixing in just, you know, singable and danceable music that it could be fit for the radio, but also fit for a rave. It's just one of those, uh, you know, guys who likes Jack Jones can, you know, bridge the divide between mainstream and also househeads as well. So, I mean, all of his songs are fantastic. He had a recent release called Lonely, which is uh, probably people might know that that blew up quite uh, pretty big as well. But interesting, last little note on this guy, just because, you know, I think it's, it's awesome to give him a shout out here. He had... Uh, a song played on the UK version, or rather the original version of Love Island, and that's what got him uh, Your favorite show. Oh yeah, just my absolutely favorite show. Binge watch that all day, but (laughs) you know. I've actually, let let me tell you something, man. I've never seen an episode of Love Island, but have you seen the show Love is Blind on Netflix? I think I watched it like a month and a half ago. It's, it is just like, I I don't, it's trashy TV, dude. I can't get into it. <laughs> What's interesting about the UK Love Island one is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely trash TV, but but they know it is. And so this is, they're almost making fun of themselves as well at the same yeah. time. So it's not taking itself too seriously yeah. either. Yeah, I'm glad uh, that they have a, 
they have a, they have a good sense of humor about it. And uh, just speaking of uh, Love Is Blind, I'm t- I'm Team Lauren and Cameron. That was my favorite couple on the show. Those guys were great. <laughs> All right, EDF champions. Here's what we're talking about this week, guys. Peep this. We got a loaded show. We're gonna step through this real quick. Here we go. New music from the artists that we're watching. We got Duke and Jones. We got Kayvon and Zatu. New music from some bigger name artists. We got Mala, Chris Lorenzo. 13 mm-hmm. and a few more other tracks we gotta talk about dude this is some great stuff in the news and culture section boys noise just dropped a surprise album we'll tell you about the origins of that surprise album in just a little bit guys have you heard of drive-in movie theaters <laughs> have you heard of them well guess what we got some drive-in raves now we're going to talk about what people are doing at the world club dome in just a little bit and then you know what let's think about let's think about what's going to happen in the next couple of years right what what is fashion going to look like? Well, one company is making a coronavirus-proof suit for all your clubbing and fashion needs. We're going to be talking about that. And then, guys, check this out. We got a new player in the music streaming games. All right, that should be like the next Olympics. I know we don't have the that Olympics in twenty twenty. Music streaming but we got... games twenty twenty one. Here we go. Exactly, exactly. Sponsored by Coca Cola and <laughs> you know whoever else, Michelin Tire. Everybody, everybody is sponsored the original Olympics. But anyways, we got a new player in the game. We're gonna talk about that. Then of course we got the anti plur moment. Alec and I are in agreement about something we've noticed over our years of raving. So oh, we're gonna yeah. go into that. Then we got the what are we listening to section. We got a surprise collaboration from two huge names. They're teaming up for a, a new project. Guys, they just dropped two tracks. You might know who we're talking about. Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. And then we got another track that we got to talk about the what are we listening to section with uh, with, with some with some bass, bass to the face. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, of course, the epitome of the show, the artists that we're watching section. Alec has a pick. I have a pick. We're ready to bring the party. We're ready to bring the vibes back to the top. Alec, let's start us off with Duke and Jones, their new song called Escape. It was released on Jaws's label, Bite This. What did you think? Oh, man, take me over to Manchester in the UK and I just want to give these lads a pat on the back. I enjoyed this and I think it's just really interesting to see how they're taking their sound and propelling it to an absolutely new level here. Just branching off. They've got future in there now, right? They've got trap, some future trap, nice little combination of those different subgenres and that is now the Duke and Jones song. And I think Escape is just the epitome of what they're trying to do and showcasing their depth and breath what about you man dude absolutely agree with you this song honestly was not expecting this kind of sound from duke and jones you know what i mean like i, I don't what, what was their sound before but I, because i feel like they're switching it up they're definitely switching it up i mean it's obvious you know trap is obviously in there and then i think they've just moved uh, a little bit more away recently from the darker sounds to just yes. you know mi- mixing in and just having the whole uh, emotional roller coaster too, and uh, to be honest, man, I did see this type of stuff coming because if you remember, one of my favorite releases from theirs, it was Delusions with uh, Fajora, you know. So that was kind of the start of where I could see they're getting into some more futuristic sounds, more future, and maybe a little bit of uh, you know lighter elements in there too, mixed in with the dark vibe. So uh, Dude, I-, I saw this up. coming, loved it pumped up on the analysis right now I'm, I'm really really pumped up on this song as well and guys you gotta take a listen to this we got duke and jones with their song escape out now on bite this records take a listen
Dude, shout out to Jaws for, you know, recognizing talent here. I tell you what, I'm not sure if you've looked at the Biteless roster mm-hmm. uh, recently, but it's very, very nice. A There's lot of diversity. Very A lot of nice. diversity. And we're seeing, what's great is that we're actually seeing some of the artists that we're watching also on that roster as well. I know Mercy just dropped a song on there. We got Duke That's and Jones right. on there. I think we got one more, but the name is kind of escaping me right now. So just big ups to Jaws and the team over there at Bite This. You guys are killing it. You guys have such diversity on that roster. We love to see it. Dude, next one. Next one. You ready for this? Kayvon. This was uh, Rachel Narozniak's pick for an artist That's that we're right. watching. And I'm glad she put Kayvon on our on our eyeballs, on our, on our, on our minds. <laughs> Okay. Something for on your mind. Eyeballs, just like yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to find the word. I, I was trying to find the word. They're I couldn't find it me. on our spreadsheets. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> dude, check this out. Kayvon with the new song "Don't Leave Me." Absolutely great vibes in this track, and everybody's got to hear it. Perfect for the summer. Perfect for the feels. Guys, take a listen to Kayvon's new song "Don't Leave Me." And, you know, I did not think about that, but it is kind of just in time for summer, you know, maybe a bit of spring mix in there, but it's definitely a good summer track. I like to see that Kaivon after going a little bit onto the darker end there for a bit with his last few releases. He's gone back to the sound that made him famous, and that is this beautiful, uplifting future sound there. So... I, I, I love this, man. I thought this was a fantastic track. Dude, I'm really, really excited about this one. Uh, Kayvon, I think, I love Kayvon's like, overall branding and overall image. Yes. Like He's got this whole like interstellar, aliens, kind of spacemen, <laughs> space women thing going on. I'm really all about it. Kayvon, you did a fantastic job with this one. We'd love to see it. Keep it up. One last track from Zatu. I feel like we haven't talked about Zatu in a really, really long time, Alec. I don't know man. where he was, but you know what? He saved you and me with his new song, Save Me. And uh, this is a banger. That's all I got to say about it. It's a banger. But you know what, guys? Be prepared to add this one to your playlist. Check it out. Zatu's new song, Save Me.
Dude, I just want to, I want to go over to Newcastle, just grab him by the shoulders and just shake him saying, what are you doing to us? Save us all. All this these is, British chaps. I, <laughs> I don't know about that one. But, you know, man, this is, this is a very, very interesting release. And in all the best ways, because I'm not sure if you've noticed, but this is definitely a bit of a departure from his last mm-hmm, few releases, mm-hmm. you know, from yeah. that, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's that atmospheric trap type of sound but this is just very electro heavy very electronic yeah. sounding as well i i really enjoyed this one and i think it's just it's, she's shown off as a bit of his diversity there right uh you can see some of this just uh more of these type of tracks being thrown into some sets of his should he record so i really enjoy this one man and i love to see the direction that he's branching off his sound into dude let's talk about some new music from some bigger names, all right. Let's let's kick this one off with uh with Mala's <laughs> new song 420. Alec, I thought this one was a groove. I thought this was a really really fun track from Mala. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I feel like maybe he's exploring some new sounds more than usual, right? So on his like last release, he really went back to like his old school Mala kind of bass house G house vibes. Uh, but th- with this one, it was a little bit different. This is more of a groovier house track with a really, really fun uh, uh, vocal sample on top of it. Just in time for 420. Wait, hold up a second. It was not. It was released on <laughs> April 30th. Why would he release this song on April 30th and, and not on 420? It's beyond me. I don't understand the timing of this one. Alec, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either, man. It's uh, one of those ones where it might have been just, whoops, he was probably blazing it too hard on 420, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, shit, 10 days later, i got to release this fucking track. Um, but in all seriousness, he is definitely branching off his sound, and you see a lot of house DJs doing that yes. right now, paying homage to the old, old school sound of house, which has really got its roots cemented in disco so you've just got some more of that grooviness making its way even if it's not disco elements per se added in it's just a certain groove is now coming back a certain soul to house music is all the way back now exactly and i really really hope we continue to see more tracks like this from mala and uh hey man even though it was a late track to the 420 uh holiday (laughs) for a lot of people this is still a really really fun song so thank you for this one dude this next song was probably honestly my favorite of the new music that was released just because this is such a fun song dude and it's got such a great message we're talking about chris lorenzo and brew dash c pronounced brucey right i just want to make sure we we we, kind of spell that one out for everybody in case they want to search it up on spotify but chris lorenzo and brucey teamed up for their song intro spective Dude, what a what a great message behind this song. Kind of saying, hey, it's okay to 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 you know be down, but make sure you're practicing self care. Make sure you're practicing self health. Keep keep in mind about the the benefits of being healthy in your mind and your body. And I just love what introspective was all about. It's got it's got like a light DNB touch to it as well from Chris Lorenzo. So we talk about a lot of DMB on the show, but oh, a lot yeah. of the DMB that we feature is like a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more heavy. This has DMB vibes to it, but it's a little bit more calm and chilled out, which for for some people might shock them that DMB can be chilled out. And Brucey, Brucey's rapping and vocals on top of this, perfect. Really love this song. Alec, what do you think? Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, very, very well pointed out there. Chris Lorenzo is known to dabble in the drum and bass market here, and he's done it again. He's definitely, this is definitely a D&B track, probably through and through. He's, it's, it's an interesting combination. I'm not entirely sure uh, what specific type of drum and bass categorizes this as, but it's definitely borrowing some form of liquid D&B there, which is definitely the more chilled out version 
the other chilled out version is not in this track is progressive DMB, but this is this is probably just borrowing a little bit more from liquid and i don't know about you man i want to get your thoughts quickly on this but i love brucey in this and just oh. general when rap goes on top of drum and bass it really sounds great right did he did Hell you yeah. appreciate that where it's just kind of the spoken word on top of it loved it dude like, like i said the, the whole the whole package of the track loved every every moment of this track man this is such a great song great music video to go along with it the message is powerful it's something we really needed at this time i'm really pumped up on this i love this song yeah dude i mean it's it's just one of those things where i feel like if you haven't listened to drum and bass before you should definitely check this one out it's probably a good entry point for you you can see what it's all about totally man totally thank you for throwing that on the show notes really love that one dude next song we were just talking about how some house djs are kind of going to like this more groovier soulful side to house music weiss just stepped into the arena okay weiss has entered the chat room he's ready to to chop it up a little bit here with his new song first sight alec what did you think i've always been a big big fan of weiss i mean he's one track that people will definitely know him for through into house music is feel my needs that's probably feel his biggest needs. exactly man maybe not with those vocals but nah, nah. You've, you're that's right me. there that's me singing <laughs> those vocals on the oh, original right. in nice. case in case people didn't know oh that was Sibir Sigur, everybody just uh, take note on that i'm just one. not credited i don't yeah i don't see the credits there sorry man that must suck yeah he, again this is just an example of somebody who has seen the trend recently i mean i think he has uh he has taken a dive into older sounding house like that with some disco elements as well in the yeah. past before he's been kind of around for a while he's a bit of an og at this point um but this it's just nice to see him continue that trend that a lot of different house teachers are getting on just with some more groovy music and again just a good time of year and I think it's a good time in general, since we're in the midst of this crazy pandemic, just to release some good vibe songs, right? Some Just some groove, something totally. to make you chill out and make you want to dance in your living room. Mother Earth was like, we need more people dancing from the comfort of their own homes. We need Weiss house. delivered. Yes. We need it's- house. Mother Nature, <laughs> we've answered your call. Exactly, my dude. Thank you so much to Weiss. What a fantastic song. Okay, next one, Alec. Here we go. This one was super, super interesting. I'm very excited yes. to talk to you about this one because we haven't yet talked about it. 13, 1, 3. He just did a song called Armageddon, okay? Well, we were just talking about how this positive, you know, soulful music <laughs> that can just get anybody smiling, but now we got 13 with this new song called Armageddon. Alec, what did you think of his new song? I found it interesting, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to refrain from a, a negative or really a positive judgment here. I just found it more intriguing than anything. I will mm-hmm. say, though, I, I didn't feel the most positive after the song. I thought it was good, uh, you know, in terms of the creative aspect and just a very intriguing type of song. He's gone away from his mid-tempo dubstep kind of mix and combination that he's he's really known for. And he's tried something different here. I mean, how would you even describe this track, Samir? It's uh, yeah, it's know. got mid tempo, but house, but not yes, house. I, I, I don't I know mid house yeah. potentially. We're confusing no. a lot of people out here. It's really interesting, <laughs> EDM champions, because the song kind of starts off with like what you would expect from Thirteen, with right. like this mid tempo, dark, yep. bassy sound. But the drop, the drop, and the tempo of the drop, you can just tell is very, very house influence. But the drop is so, so minimalistic. Like it's like it, it's like the only thing that's there is the kick pretty much right mm-hmm. it's just like a, you know it's like that's it so it's a very very confusing track um i i'm with you alec like i'm not negative on the song but i'm not totally positive on this either like it's 
if if I had to if I had to rate this song, I'd probably give it like a background noise. I know we're not at that part yet, but that's probably where I'm at with this because I don't hate it, but it's just like a song that I'm not going to seek out. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. But I I don't want him to feel discouraged from this if yeah, he's got yeah, similar yeah. feedback because I actually see what he's trying to do here. There's a very uh, strong case to make for a lot of these mid-tempo G- DJs, and also you see it in uh, trap and dubstep sometimes too, to have more minimal drops every now and then because it yes. really just breaks up the set because it can get a little bit monotonous sounding and you can't just be high-paced energy the entire time. So I can see why you decided to go out and try and make a track like this, but I think she just needs to give it another go. Yes, exactly. So 13, keep up with this because honestly, there's a lot here. And I think we just need a few more elements, a few more tweaking. It's really, really going to pop off. This is a really cool direction for him. Alec, last one. Tell me who we're talking about here because I do not know how to pronounce this name. Oh, sure thing, my man. You know, I'm just the king of pronouncing names on this podcast. Clearly, clearly much better at it than you Alec are. Alec has the A else. to Z Oxford Dictionary <laughs> Collection in his studio apartment, okay? That, I do. That's, that's basically his table that he eats on. That it's is my table. I also sleep on it too. You know, parasitical... <laughs> The computers and the you know anything I'm working on, I sleep there. It's too customizable, yeah. It, it's cost efficient is actually really the term for it. But <laughs> anyhow, let's not talk about my dire living situation. Uh, back to this. So this is Fiora teaming up with Neoni for a song called Soldiers. I wanted to put this on here, man, for two reasons. Reason number one: we don't represent the first part of electronic music that is electronic we haven't really talked about too many electronic tracks we do every now and then some indie electronic with people like a luna george but i wanted to put mm-hmm. on just some things that would be considered kind of just a straight you know electronic or pop electronic so that's reason number one reason number two as i said earlier uh risk pronounce her name sorry about that i don't think it is for i think it's fiora and uh she was on that duke and jones track delusion so that's the other yeah. reason why i want to put on here great I'm singer big big fan Okay, so I really actually enjoyed this, man. I enjoy her vocals go along with kind of the epic elements that are put into there. Uh, You know, just any time that any electronic song has just piercingly beautiful vocals paired with just a really epic type of melody, I'm a fan of it. So what about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, like, dude, I really, really enjoyed the production of this song. I thought... I thought Neoni did such a great job with every single element that was added in here. Just just the way that the track kind of progressed from beginning to end. You could tell that there was a lot of thought and very, very Indeed. careful planning of the layout of the song and the elements that were in it. Fiora sounded great, dude. But I also feel like at times like her vocals like heavily overshadow the production where like oh, you're just no. like I want I want to hear more of the production of the song like I want to hear more of the of the backing track right and maybe backing track isn't necessarily the best word to use in this case because I feel like both of these parts of the song the vocals and the actual production of the instruments I feel like they could have settled together very nicely for a more even split at times but dude that's not to say that this is a bad song this is a great song i would totally revisit it i just wish that the production was allowed to shine a little bit more at times in this song and you you know what man maybe for me like i'm just i'm just the kind of guy who doesn't really enjoy vocals all that much oh you I, say I, that you you've softened up there man I've i mean softened, you, i've softened up but talking you talking out of your ass you love vocals now no 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 don't don't even start with me dude I, I enjoy vocals sometimes. I've definitely, like, in the course of doing this podcast, I've really come to enjoy them more. But also How at the same time... How does that Because we're talking so much. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but also at the same time, like, I just... I, I love the intricacies of the instruments, of these electronically produced instruments. Like, I just think... I think it's yes, so incredibly fascinating, sure. and I, I just love it. So in this case, good song. I just wish it was balanced a little bit more. 
Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I understand that. Well, if anyone feels like Samir and wants to be a party pooper for the end of this section, you can tweet at us or rather at him through the Beyond the Beats Twitter handle, which is at podbtb, or you can DM us on Instagram. That's at btb.pod. And of course, since we now have this website, it is very easy for you to access all of the show notes and much, much more on our website. That's www.beyondthebeats.co. Once again, www.beyondthebeats.co. All right. All right. Um, yeah. We've got some big, big topics to dive into, but I wanted to kind of start off with something that's a bit more of just a regular old update. Oh, wait, is it? No, it's not. It is Boys Noise dropping a surprise album that is available exclusively on Bandcamp in order to contribute to what they're doing, raising money for charities and such and donating all the proceeds there. So I love that he's, first of all, that he's decided to do this. But the coolest thing about this is that he had a Twitch stream going on the other day yeah. and where he was just producing all these analog, um, you know, analog-based uh, tracks and stuff. For those of you that don't know, analog is essentially how they used to make music in the old days. So it has a very... Uh, a very specific sound to it, right? When yeah, something is it's like a produced. Um, I I would be I'd be very interested for EDM champions who have like listened to a lot of today's EDM music to take a listen to this to this album here that Boys Noise put together because then you'll really get a feel for what analog is all about. Like you know how people people will say like oh EDM sounds so beepy and boopy, but like that's what that's what analog sounds were. And these analog modules would basically kind of connect into one another. It's super fascinating to watch people produce EDM music uh, with these analog sort of, I don't know. Yeah, man, they're huge. Uh, Have you seen things? Are, they're just huge. Well, they, they, they can be massive and they can be really, really small. Like, it's, it's yes. it, like they, they range in, in size, they range in their features, but like, that's it. Like, it's just analog. There's no actual like MacBook Pro or computer or Ableton or FL Studio or anything of the sort. Right? It's, it's really just amazing like, to see. It's amazing. It's a sequencer way. of drums. It's a sequencer of 808s and 303s. It's just fascinating, dude. I love to see that kind of stuff. It really is. It really is. And what's interesting here is that he's put that as a volume one officially. Yeah. On that. yeah so yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going on there. But I, I think if you're also struggling to follow along here with us, I wouldn't blame you if you haven't listened to any type of analog music. Uh, just if you if you listen to honestly, Dog Blood, Dog Blood, they have they mimic. It's not produce it's not analog is it no it's definitely not produce analog i think it mimics the style of it right they incorporate some of those sounds i'm not too sure if like part of it is produced uh like analog but there's that there's that one song that they have that really really will cement what we're talking about here uh, it's called break law so i would definitely say like go take a listen to that just take a listen to that beginning part like you're going to understand what we're talking about like in terms of like an analog sound yeah exactly um and i think another one that's just going to do really cement and your understanding of it is if you go listen to Josephel Stein's Pursuit. Uh, mm. That's an absolute classic. Mm. But that gives you that kind of just that right? It's that, that see, I did an even better one than you did. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna have a go. I'm gonna have a go at it. Um, oh man, I love that. Um he quotes here, he wrote this on Twitter, three three days ago I didn't know I was going to release an album today. Which is just like obviously when an album is dropped there's a lot of careful planning that goes yep. into it. So what I love that Boys Noise did here was just like, well, people enjoyed it. I had fun making it. So I'm going to take 
what I made here. I'm not going to sign it to any particular record label or anything of the sort. I'm just going to take it and drop it on Bandcamp. And guys, Bandcamp is actually one of the best ways for artists to make the most from their music. So Bandcamp, from my research, actually only takes a 15% cut per album, uh, uh, you know, purchase right which is much better than like itunes would so you know or amazon mp3 like so that you know Bandcamp does a great job in servicing uh artists and i don't think boys noises um you know goal by putting the album onto Bandcamp was to like make as much money as possible from it a it's easy to get your your music out on Bandcamp without having to worry about signing the the album or anything of the sort but also i think it's also encouraging people like Hey, like you found my album on Bandcamp. Check out what else is on Bandcamp. Oh, dude, absolutely. It it really is something that's done from Boys Noise to promote a company that's doing really good things for artists. You know, yeah. uh, and I love to see that type of support from the artist community as well. And they they recognize what Bandcamp is doing, and they've been making moves, man. I mean, they've done a lot of really cool things and are making some serious moves right now. I mean, I know they've been a player that's been around for a while, but I feel like they are starting to gain some market share now, especially oh, yeah. with some of the things that they've been doing. I think a lot of people appreciate it, fans and artists alike. So I'm just glad that he decided to do this exclusively on uh, Bandcamp and hopefully drive some more users for them to acquire. Me too, man. Me too. This is such a great move on Boys Noises' part. Next topic here for the news and culture section, right? Dude, this is this is very very interesting. I'm very excited to to get your thoughts on this one here, man. World Club Dome. You Europeans, you guys just can't stay away from the rave and that's why we love you. But you know what, guys? You've heard of drive-in movie theaters, but now it's time to get yourself into your car, dressed up and ready to party for a drive-in rave, okay? World Club Dome in Germany just through a a drive-in rave for thousands of people and it's exactly as you would expect you got the stage you got the production and you got a bunch of people kind of lined up their cars ready to party they got their radio on they're tuned into a frequency on the fm channel and they're ready to hear some music and party in their cars alec i'm very interested to get your thoughts on this what did you think of the of the event that the world club dome just had i think it's i think it's a phenomenal idea you know pat on the back to whoever thought this would be a great idea because they probably got some weird looks at first mm. and then didn't as they realized how awesome this actually is. This is the type of innovation that we need right now. You know, I mean, who knows how much longer uh, concerts and the such and live events of any sorts actually uh, are going to be postponed and heavily restricted. So I think taking some innovation, some initiative here, to do something that is quite cool, but also easily accessible for people to get to. It's a great idea, you know, and I think there might be some uh, people mirroring that in the US. Well, hopefully, I hope so, at least. Oh, God knows enough space in this country. I, I think so. I think someone's you, probably You really think that this, this sort of thing is going to hit the US? I think so, man. There's already drive-through movie theaters becoming popular again in, hmm. believe it or not, I think it's Oregon. I think it's Oregon. There's a drive-through strip club. I mean, dude, no this is way. the drive-through wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not. I'm pretty sure I saw this. So no, no, there is. I just looked it up. There is. It's called the Lucky Devil Lounge. There you go, Lucky <laughs> Devil Lounge in Oregon. You just got some free promo. Be on the beat. Send us a check. 
<laughs> there we go. But dude, this is this is just it's an idea of innovation, and these Germans, man, they just want to keep partying because I tell you, it's like. <laughs> They they love it. They absolutely they love it. These crazy guys and girls. It's it's nuts. So I I think this yeah. is I think this is just great. And and they're doing more, right? You can go and buy tickets. We'll throw it into the uh, show notes if you're out there. I know we have got some listeners out there in Germany. So if you have not heard about this, please please check it out. And if you do end up going, send us a video or a picture. Yes, please do. That'd be really really sick. Alec, it was interesting. I was actually watching some videos from this event that was taking place. And, uh, you know, the the one thing that I noticed was that people, like, during a drop or if people were excited, they would honk their horns. <laughs> rather oh, rather than, like, clacking their fans, you know, like how people get pissed off about that at raves. Now, now, <laughs> they're, now they're literally, like, honking their horns. So, you know what, dude? We, we traded the whistle guy who would whistle along to the drop to people honking their horns to the drop. So um, I don't know amazing. how I feel about that. But I, I think I think that this is a really, really neat idea. I think it's a really, really cool event. And you're right, dude. This is innovation at its finest. And uh, big ups to Germany for leading the way on this kind of stuff because those guys, they love their dance music. They just want to see the dance floor again. But for now, they're all right We're, with getting into their Volkswagens or their, or their BMWs, and they're ready to party. So I'm all about it. They really are, man. And I'll tell you, speaking of being able to go and see concerts in the modern post-COVID-19 era, there is a company that is currently trying to assess and solve that problem, okay? So they've come out with something that they're calling the Micra Shell. Okay. This is the most ridiculous shit it I've is, ever it's seen. It's insane. It's, it's insane. so and insane. I looked it up, right? And I was doing quite a bit of research on this. And they're not joking. This isn't like some type of like publicity thing. They actually have this as a prototype, okay? So before keeping people, you know, no more cliffhanger here. It's, it's from the production club. And these are some of the people that are behind the visual effects for Skrillex. Uh, you know, Amazon Web Services types of events. And so these guys, they know what they're doing in terms of design yeah. and, and setup and things. So I definitely think this is a a publicity thing for them too. But, I, I, you know, I can't tell if they've been serious about trying to put this into production or if it's just there as a prototype. But listen Dude, to this. Dude, is, this is never coming out. I'm sorry. I but sorry, don't go on, know, Alan. man. I could totally see people doing that. Hell, I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'd probably buy one to go to a raven just to go in general, not because what? it would protect me. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be hilarious. That would be oh, absolutely man. hilarious. And look, it is decked the fuck out if they're actually doing this, okay? And they apparently do actually have a uh, a prototype. So I couldn't believe it. I thought they were just like, you know, doing some funny type of stuff, some type of funny like a concept story. car. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially the this equivalent to a concept car right now. But I I didn't even think they had some type of prototype that they were just saying this to get some publicity because it's funny. But listen to this, everyone. Okay, it is so it is PPE. So that's it's designed when you go out, you're not going to contract any type of viruses, especially coronavirus. Not going to get that, and it just it, it allows you to be able to uh, go out and rave or meet up with friends, go to a bar without worrying anything about that. So it's got a visor, right? And it's that covers your entire face. And it's got a little bit of a helmet out there too, okay? Uh, the visor covers your mouth and uh, inside of it, you've got, you know, it's a filtration system going through. So it's going to filter out all of the different air and it's got a vent as well so it doesn't fog up 
or anything like that. I mean, this thing just looks straight out of a movie, okay? Oh, yeah. And I I can't even describe it to you, but it's got some canisters on it. It hooks over your shoulders, goes down, wraps around your waist. You even have going through, you know, the long sleeves into a glove. uh, And it's got, on the glove, it's got certain things. We'll start there. So it's it's got... It's got a, a cell link pouch is what it's for. It's for your phone, okay? So it'll charge it uh, and it'll, and you can use your phone on there, but you don't have to worry about touching it and it becoming infected with anything because it's inside uh, of the glove and on your forearm there. And he, here's some of the other things that it, it can do, okay? So it's got a supply system. Those are some of the canvases I was talking about. They're partially disposable. I'm not sure what partially disposable means. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's an interesting thing there, but I'm just reading from the website, which will, of course, be in the show notes. Okay. It, it will allow you to vape and drink, okay, from it. They've even said it could be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, or a liquid meal replacement. Interesting. Um, but anyways, you get the point. It can be any type of uh, liquid or gas, I guess, in that case, which is with the vaping. Uh And you can monitor how much drink or vape that you have left through a smartphone app, right? So there's the phone that goes into it. Um, And it's it's, it's incredible. I mean, you could just drink all from it. It's like one of those, uh, you you remember those beer hats that people used to get sometimes? It's kind of a a very modern day version of that. So it's just, you know, you've got the straw going into (laughs) your mouth. What a perfect way to put it. Right, and you can drink it. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's got lighting on the outside. Again, this is why I kind of would wear it for a rave. I think it'd look quite cool. It's got LED uh, lights in there. You can change uh, the the lighting to communicate different things, whether it's a warning, a message, desire, or something like that. I mean, you can have a... Giving, you know, taking those red light, yellow light, green light parties to the next level over here with this suit. Yeah, man, taking it to the next level of lighting parties, you are correct, my man, in saying that. It's got a camera on it too, okay? So it's got an extra POV camera, which you can connect to your phone to take snaps and videos, all right? It, it, it's crazy. I mean, there's there's computer vision safety recording based on AI analysis of external agents can be set up to record based on the system's perceived level of threat or just a trigger word that remote, that re- records remotely based on a cloud platform. Uh, it, it's got a chest eye system where you can see in your heads up display stuff that you might be seeing, uh, you know, whether your visor's blocking you or anything like that. The, the, this stuff is just insane. It's got, there's other ways that you can listen to sound as well. You can either have it directly streamed from the DJ or band, right? If they, if they have a stream from that as well. Uh, there is a, you can get the room sound as well. Not sure what this means by psychoacoustics. You know what that means to me? I, I don't know, dude. I, I think it's like no a fancy idea. way of saying like it's a very fancy um, sound system. You know what I mean? Yeah. That feels and, like and it's kind of enveloped around a, you. And then this says there's a, a, an embedded microphone. So I'm not really sure what the difference would be between that. If there's any producers out there, please let us know what the real difference would be there. It's got a, a bass speaker in the suit as well. It, it's a top only suit. I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning. It's it's not the, you don't have to wear like an entire wetsuit, right? It's literally just the top part. So you can wear jeans on it and you can use the toilet. And you can do whatever. It even says on here, you can engage in intercourse without being exposed I know, to respiratory I feel like, Alec, risks. I thought you were going to skip over that detail. I was like, no, 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 no. We want to hear the juicy details over here. I love can that. I have intercourse I with that. this thing? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you don't have to worry. Of, I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know if uh, one night stands people you know, choose not to kiss or whatever, but if you, you don't have to kiss now, I mean, you, you have an excuse. 
you've got a you've got a filter in the front. You'd be like, sorry, I'm not exposing myself to any nasty germs or respiratory viruses. Okay, that you might have that you don't even know about. You could be asymptomatic. Okay, so I'm just protecting it. But it doesn't mean that we can't go and have some fun together. But it's just it's just insane. This thing is just straight out of a movie. It, it, it's unbelievable. There's it really a, is. Uh, it's what else? I'm the thing. Uh, there's just so many things in here. Apparently, there's a voice subsystem that allows you to modify how your voice is presented. Yeah. What? So, like, like my voice is a little bit more higher pitched than Alex, but if I wanted to sound like a, you know, like a rugged British dude who only drinks old fashions, I can, you know, <laughs> I could sound like this if I wanted to. You know I, I, mean? I don't think my my voice is that. I think I've quite a high voice actually. No, nah, no, nah, dude, you got, you got a nice timber to your voice, oh, man. Nice. But yes. Alex, you, <laughs> you've pretty much covered like everything. Not even everything, but like you've covered a good amount of stuff that is involved here in the micro shell, micro shell, I should say, uh, suit that will hopefully never. Like, we'll never have to I come to this. I want it to. I signed oh, up for man. updates. I've signed up for updates. I, I'm glad you signed up for updates. And uh, if you're looking for I something to it. get for me for Christmas, please uh, maybe consider buying me one of these. I look great in hot pink. Uh, but, dude, <laughs> this is this is a really, really interesting concept. Like, Alec, you pretty much covered it all. But, like, one of the pieces that really, really shocked me was um, the ingestion of, like, vapes or foods or drinks. Like, yes. it, it's not like it's not like there's you can just take a white claw and just, like, Stick it into like the the this breathing apparatus for these ports for you know consuming drinks or vaping or whatever. Like it's these specific canisters that go along for this suit that you have to consume at bars. So if this were to come out, like bars would have to adapt to having these sorts of products that are compatible with the micro shell. Not only that, sound systems would have to be you know uh, upgraded and fitted to kind of support microshells being used in the clubs like it's not well, to, it, it does just say does, it does say sorry to interrupt you there but no, no it does worries. say I, i'm not sure what this means this system allows for pre-made drinks so long lines at the bar could be mitigated or fully eliminated what does that mean i think it basically means like rather than having like the bartender at the bar like mixing you your drink when you order it like oh you want you want an old-fashioned here you go here's the can plug it in that's it ready to go you know what i mean Oh Jesus! Are they yeah. thinking about if this is serious? They're thinking, dude, they they, get some partnerships with some fucking clubs. Oh my god! Yeah, this is this is honestly ridiculous. That's what I was saying. Like, it's not about like the clubs mixing your drinks anymore. They'll just have these pre-made canisters that they got from like the Microshell company or whoever, whoever licenses the technology to uh, produce products for it. So it's it's fascinating. It's really really fascinating. But you already know that this thing is going to cost like a whole car, basically. Like, it's not going to be a cheap product. <laughs> Uh, but I, I bet I bet they're gonna put it, they'll price it at probably something like five grand. I'd say. Ooh, dude, I think it might be more than that. There's just so know. much packed I into this, know. dude. There's so much packed into this. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. This is gonna be the new hot thing for uh, for for kids in 2021. If You'll this see. comes out, uh, if this is if this comes out, I can't. I would. I'm gonna be kind of shocked, to be perfectly honest. As I want it to. I really, really do. This uh, is not going to come out. This is not going to come out. Uh, I hope it does. I if really it does, do. wow. I have nothing else to say about wow. Um, all right, Alec. <laughs> Good talk about Microshell here. Dude, we have a new player in the music streaming market. Oh, yeah. Well, rather the war. I say it's a, it's a battleground now. We may have lost the battle, but we can still win the war. <laughs> Thank you for there that. There you go. There you go. Really got uh, me hyped up there. That quote is by me, copyrighted now. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we have a new company who's entering the music streaming wars with the likes of Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and Pandora and Google Play. So there's already a lot of all contenders these, in this space. All these people. 
but add one more, and they're 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 having a pretty interesting kind of promotional period for it as well. We got Huawei Music, a Chinese-based company. You may know them for their cellular technology. I mean, these guys these guys produce some pretty pretty amazing phones, uh, packed with a lot of great features at very very reasonable prices. They are a huge company in China and uh, you know and in Europe as well. They're not as big in uh, they're getting there in Europe. It's it's starting to. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the point I was going to talk about because they're they're expanding and people may know them because the U.S. is currently banning them yes exactly being sold in uh in the u.s and also because uh they they wanted to install some 5g lines and they're also Mm -hmm. banning them from doing that too yeah it's it's super super fascinating just the relationship that the u.s has with this company huawei i'm pretty sure that they it's not a good one absolutely not yes and i'm pretty sure that um google is not allowing them to load the android operating system onto their phones in the u.s so it's it's fascinating because uh, you know just outside of this new Huawei music streaming service that they just introduced, but they actually also just introduced their own app store. So, like it, it's just fascinating what Huawei is getting themselves into, uh, while also like they they know that they're really at an uphill battle, you know, now that they don't have the Android operating system to license and use on their devices. So now to see Huawei, and this happened like about a year ago, so now to see Huawei like come this far where they've introduced their own operating system, their own app store, and now their own music streaming service is fascinating. Alec, tell me tell me what you think about this. Let's hear so it. So I'm going to make a pretty bold prediction here and Ooh. also a theory, okay? I'm hypothesizing that the next battleground for big tech is going to be around music streaming and potentially just music in general, but more so specifically music streaming. That is going to be the next battleground. And we're already seeing the lines being drawn, the players getting ready. Because you have to remember too, uh, unlike Spotify and SoundCloud um, and Tidal, I mean, Apple Music is really the the big uh, device-specific one, um, as well as now Huawei coming in. And Google Play Music is in there too, but just not to as big of an extent, I think, as uh, some of the players. You've also got Amazon, Right, coming in there, and uh, so if they come out with more and more devices, I'm sure Amazon Music is going to be really trumped. There's so many now. Oh yeah, 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 and you can't forget about them, man, because they're they're taking up quite a a big chunk as well from just Mm -hmm. purchases, right? So I mean, people go and purchase music from Amazon Music as well, and their streaming is uh, also available for you if you have Prime. Yeah. So I, so my, my prediction, man, is that this is going to be the new battleground here. And you've got Huawei, which is kind of the beast from the far east coming in uh, <laughs> to the European and Western world as well. This is clearly, they're clearly coming after Apple and they're coming after them hard uh, with this one. The pricing is very similar, okay? It's uh, $11.08 a month. Apple Music is $9.99. They have 30 million, that's 30 million songs. Apple Music does trump them on that by having 60 month, uh, 60 million, pardon me, songs. Uh, they, and they've copied clearly Apple's uh, route of offering a three-month free trial because uh, if you're in any of the new markets that they're entering to in Europe, that's the UK, Germany, France, the Netherlands, and some others as well, you will also get a three-month free trial of Huawei Music should you have a Huawei phone? And I, I, I tell you what, man, it's just clear that they are coming after Apple. They're pretty hard, especially in that market. You know, iPhone is uh, quite popular um, as well as Apple Music and all of the mar- uh, all of the different European markets I just mentioned there. So 
I, I, I think this is something I want to track throughout, uh, you know, the, the coming weeks here because you're just seeing some moves being made by some of these companies. And yeah. Huawei has done, a, it's a very, very good step in the right direction for them because they've essentially offered everything that Apple Music offers, including, you know, very competitive pricing to them, that three-month uh, free trial, nearly as many songs uh, as they have, but they've even upped their game by just incorporating it in a deeper way with the Huawei phones, okay, and devices. They have a watch as well. So one of them is the running music that they have and playlists. This okay? is awesome. This is this is sweet if it actually works. I really wonder if it works properly, right? <laughs> but if you, you can create a playlist when you're going out for your jog, it will adjust your playlist based on the tempo of the song and your current running pace, right? So that's sweet, first of all, that it does that for you. So it hand picks and hand selects them. I'm not sure about how customizable that is. Like if ahead of time you select what type of genres you want, but regardless, they're, they're matching the tempo with your running pace when you start off running. So I think that's a really cool thing. They also have a party mode, okay? So if you're sitting in a room, you know, you're having a few drinks with your friends, Everyone's got a Huawei phone there. Maybe one guy has an iPhone. You're like, all right, man, just sit back and watch this, okay? You can connect all of the Huawei phones in a room with one another and play the same song to make it have a surround sound feel and sound. That is awesome. I think that's a really, really cool idea. It's just those little things that do. The other one they do is apparently there's some type of 3D listening mode where it's just virtually creating this type of surround sound feel. And it's not just regular surround sound. They have that too. But there's something else into here. I need to do some more research to see what that is and what the technology is there. But from the sounds of it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so it, it's, it, it's just a clear, clear go at Apple, um, really probably more so than anybody, I think. I think in general, Huawei considers uh, Apple to be the, the major competitor yep. here. And they're offering... Again, it's the fact that they're mirroring the services, mirroring the price, uh, and they've even mirrored some of the names, okay? Do you know what the names of their other products are? No, no, so let's hear it. Okay, so you have the MateBook. Yeah, yeah, their laptop, that's right. And the MatePad. <laughs> oh, they have a MatePad? I didn't know that. <laughs> they oh have a MatePad, and the App Store is the App Gallery, okay? Oh, so boy. all right. It will do <laughs> Did you see the icon for Huawei yes, Music? Yeah, yes. okay, because it looks exactly like the Apple Music one too. This is a massive fu to Apple, okay? <laughs> but this is what I'm saying, man. And Apple, they should be scared because Huawei phones are apparently excellent. Apparently, they're fantastic. They are and really they good are phones. They are a lot cheaper too. I mean, it just in terms of value for money, they really come at a much, uh, you know, more easily stomached price okay and now that they're building out their 5g network as well you know which is which is a very interesting move because in the us you see telecoms companies run those type of lines but you've now got somebody in the manufacturing space yeah. owning those lines as well and they've gone across a i'll have to do some more digging research when i continue this theme throughout the weeks but they have uh, gone and already created the infrastructure for 5g in a few other foreign countries so they're starting to really challenge Apple, I think, in foreign markets from the U.S. Uh, and I think Apple are definitely a little bit nervous. And they're, and they're gonna—it's gonna be interesting to see how they respond in turn. 
Yeah, like I think you really, really hit the nail on the head with what Huawei music is is all about. Um, it's just like I said, man. The one thing that really, really shocks me about Huawei and what they're doing—they were dropped a bombshell when Android, when Google basically said Android is no longer available to you guys to license on your phones. So that was like there was a lot of speculation, like what's going to happen to Huawei because their all their phones were based around having Android on them, having access to the Google Play Store, and having those millions and millions of apps available to them. But Huawei was just like, you know what? Full steam ahead. We're going we're gonna to take the experience that people are, are used to having on Android, and we're going to double it and triple that, and we're just going to go full steam ahead with our own app store, our own native apps like Huawei Music, all these different peripherals, like you said, with the uh, Huawei Watch and their, and their laptops and their, their iPads. They have, like, you're they have a right, Huawei dude. wallet as well. <laughs> look at this, man. Look, look at this. Uh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. But, you know, we are currently in this prime of streaming wars between like Netflix and um and Amazon video and Hulu and HBO and CBS and you know I can go on and on and on but people know what I'm talking about here right Showtime is another one just a bunch of them but are we entering this new streaming war for music like more businesses getting involved in music and what what is what is the consumer going to do when it comes to the music streaming war so to speak right because here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking about right currently we have Netflix that owns a certain amount of content and like they're about to lose the office right and the office is about to go over to Peacock the NBC the new NBC streaming service so now if somebody wants to watch the office on demand like they've been doing with Netflix and kind of keep up with that habit they have Netflix and they have to now subscribe to NBC's Peacock and does that mean that they're going to unsubscribe from Netflix right so like is that is that going to happen with music like are we going to see that with record labels holding exclusive agreements with Spotify and Apple Music and saying like okay we're not going to take um the music of Taylor Swift to Spotify or any other any of these other services we're only going to have it on Apple Music right and there was a time where Taylor Swift's music was exclusive to Apple Music same thing happened with Jay-Z's music when it came yeah. to uh title right because well, he, he owns it, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. And his, his music wasn't on Spotify or Apple Music for quite some time, and then it was added in there. So yeah. are we going to see these exclusive, exclusivity agreements uh, come about as more players enter the game? That's my big question for this. Well, you know, and I think this is definitely something I, I want to prepare like a little report on it and a little bit more of a formal uh, analysis and, and digging into over the next coming weeks here. So definitely stay tuned for that. But just from, uh, you know, just I think just initially on the surface level, you have to really look at this uh, from a couple different uh, perspectives. One, you've got the manufacturer war coming in here, right? So that's Apple, um, you could say Amazon with some of their products too, uh, Huawei. You've got those big tech companies essentially trying to capitalize on the music market. And to be honest, I think they, uh, they, they really neglected it and overlooked it for quite a while. They let people like Spotify and SoundCloud uh, you know, people like Bandcamp as well, to an extent, just come in and really modernize the way that music yeah. was consumed and shared, right? I mean, iTunes was just so dominant, right? As a way of just buying all of your songs, but they didn't see the whole streaming thing coming. So mm. they've, they've taken a very long time to come around and uh, start looking at diff- various ways to monetize streaming and get in on that market share too. So I think the really interesting battle is actually not just going to be against the heavyweight big tech companies and the manufacturers, right? The Huawei's of the world, the Google of the world, Amazon, Apple, right? You, it's going to be interesting to see how that interacts with the battle between the streaming services, 
right, which are different. These are applications that you can download on all of those different products. I don't know about Huawei, actually. Not sure about that one. You probably won't be able to. Mm-hmm. But at least any other type of device and any other type of laptop that you're using, you can have Spotify, right? You can have SoundCloud. It's web-based application as well as app, uh, a mobile app-based. So that whole interaction is going to be very, very interesting because they're kind of tiptoeing around it. They know that a lot of people love you know myself included love spotify premium right and so apple yeah. it would be a very i don't think they would ever make this move just because of the popularity of spotify but if they really wanted to push their own service apple music over it would they you know limit some of the ability that you have to do uh you know with spotify I, i'm not sure entirely how that's going to play out i mean do you have any initial guesses samir on this like do you see a potential acquisition effort coming in i mean i think spotify is a bit large now and i think they're going to be quite confident in themselves and i think they they're not except but i could see potentially even like a band camp getting acquired uh we haven't even talked about these guys are not in the streaming wars yet but in terms of just purchasing music i could see beatport being acquired at some point uh by one of these big tech giants what what do you think man i mean how do you see this uh playing field leveling out because you've got multiple different battles and then there's going to be some type of cross battle between the application uh and streaming services with the manufacturers and the big tech giants alec i think it's only going to get much much more aggressive as more players kind of enter the game you know i think people and especially in music are are really enjoying the ease of having like a premium audio streaming service and you know a lot of these companies are seeing the kind of money that can be made right so i wouldn't be surprised if somebody like samsung enters the realm you know what i mean like what could samsung offer to you know exclusively to like samsung phone users right and obviously samsung's uh phones are based off of like the android operating system but like if you own a samsung phone you know can you have a a kind of unique streaming experience that you wouldn't find outside of using their phone. So I think there's going to be a lot of players entering the game, but trying to do more uh, special sort of services and special features for people who also utilize their technology. You know, man, you raise a very good point, actually. I think that is something that they would definitely offer. You know, it's almost like they're they're not going to block the application from being used. However, they're going to offer premium uh, you know, benefits or perks to using their own native streaming service. So I, I could definitely see that. It's going to be interesting, I think, more so probably than what the big tech companies are going to do. Uh, how is the consumer going to react to this, right? Totally. Are they going to have both? Or are they going to hold both? I do know some people who have, believe it or not, Apple Music and Spotify. Just that because, is fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. I mean, it's not as common, obviously. I mean, that could be quite expensive. It adds up there. But uh, I don't know if people are going to want to um, branch over from Spotify to Apple Music. Maybe they'll try it out because they have the Apple thing and then you've got some scenarios there where they're already paying for it and they're like, oh, okay, whatever, I'll just have it on there and maybe they can enjoy some of the iPhone features that come with it. But it's just going to be very interesting to see how the consumers uh, split you know, and segment uh, accordingly to the different options that they will have um it's gonna be hard to tell but as i said before we'll, i'll do some research and we can do some type of report and running theme in the next few weeks because it's, it's heating up man and i think a lot of the big tech companies because of coronavirus right now and this is something that people are listening to more music as their home and it's just it's just a very much at home lifestyle fit i have a feeling we're going to see some pretty 
major announcements coming in the next six months and we're going to see the players really taking the ball to the other players' court. The water is starting to boil. It's time to throw the pasta in, dude. I love to. <laughs> I love to hear it. This is uh, this is exciting, exciting space. And uh, yeah, thanks for keeping on top of that, man. Definitely appreciate that, Alec. Yes, Alec. We've been talking about a lot of positive stuff. You know, we're trying to keep the pod a little bit more positive these days. I know everybody. You know, everybody's well aware of what's going on in terms of COVID nineteen and things like that. But we're trying to keep the pod more positive. But you know what? Sometimes you just gotta take a step back and you just gotta rant about something that's going on that's kind of concerning you or pissing you off, ladies and gentlemen. This is the anti plur moment. Okay. Alec took the anti-plur moment last week. I'm taking it back this week, but I know he's going to agree with me on this one. Guys, we're talking about DJs who slam their tracks into one <laughs> another during a DJ set, right? So let's just throw it back, like, I would say, like, 2014 and before that. I feel like DJs took their time to kind of transition from track to track, especially main stage DJs, right? Like, they'd spend the 15 to 30 seconds to transition from one song to another, making sure that it's seamless, practicing those transitions, making sure that it really, really sounds nice and it flows well. But nowadays, Alec, I feel like I feel like DJs like they just prepare these edits and they just have like, you know, an eight bar riser and it just rises and it crashes into the next track. Like they just slide over on the crossfader on a DJ deck to the to the next song. So you got one song playing over here. You're like, OK, I've already played the drop on this song. I want to slam into the next song, but I don't want to spend the time mixing into the next song and like making that sound seamless. So I'm just going to take, you know, I'm going to take a song that I want to play next, put a little riser on it that sounds like this, like a and then a the next song starts, right? And I feel like it's not really the DJ's fault. Like, I feel like this is happening more on the main stage, especially because because attendees are expecting more energetic, more faster-paced sets. Like, they want to hear more music in that 45-minute to one-hour time slot. And, you know, man, I feel like, in a way, we're kind of losing... We're kind of losing like a fun part of EDM. You know what I mean? Like we're losing like what what song is coming next? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I hear this song coming in, but is this what I'm really hearing? And like I said, I want to emphasize we're mostly seeing this on like the main stage. I feel like techno, progressive house, house music, they still pay, they still pay pretty close attention to their transitions and making sure that it's seamless and sometimes also chopping it up, adding some effects, kind of almost creating a new song in the process of transitioning into the next song. But main stage sets, I feel like, are just getting very like faster, more energetic, but we're also losing the art of the transition. Alec, what do you think? I think you are bang on, my friend. This is something that has really started to irk me on occasion when going to see people on the main stage. And also, I'm sorry, bass heads out there, but a lot of your favorite dubstep DJs are starting to do that too, Ooh, rhythm included. Hot take. You You're absolutely going to see it, you know. And and look, it's uh, I, I get it. it. It's it's partially, uh, you know, or rather partially. I don't want to be as harsh there. Okay, it's it's a large part of it is because, as you said, man, the people want faster mixing, faster, uh, you know, faster pace in terms of the set. And they're not holding back on feeling that way. And so a lot of the DJs do have to probably compromise and be like, okay, how do I make this faster pace? But I, I also think it's, I think you have to also push back on it a little bit too, right? I think people don't always necessarily know really what they want. And I think people are going to get <laughs> quite bored of this because the, the mixing yeah. style is quite similar between a lot 
of the bigger name DJs now. And so it's just, it loses kind of their unique original feel to it. It feels just like another, you know, main stage act set. Like part of the beauty of putting your own transition style in your own, you know, even if it's prolonged, prolonged transitions, just, you know, mixing it naturally is you do get another element to the set, which is the DJ style, right? Not just their taste in music, but also their style. How are they mixing? How are they putting songs together? Are they doing live edits? Are they being creative and experimental, you know, giving it a go? Even if it doesn't always work out perfectly, I, I love, I absolutely love it when DJs are clearly giving it a go, not relying too, too heavily on the sync button there, if need be, or even if they do, they're just trying to mash together three tracks, even at once as a live edit. I love hearing that. And I think there's a lot of EDM champions out there that feel the same way too. It's just, we have to kind of dial it back on the expectations of these perfect, perfect sounding sets. Yeah. Totally, you know, dude. it's like that's not what live music is about. Live music isn't, you know, supposed to sound like it's recorded in a studio. It's not. That's not the whole point of it. The whole point of it is that it's raw, it's creative, it's live. It's live. And all things live mean that there's going to be some errors or there's going to be some really pure moments of magic that come from inspiration that the DJ or live artist is feeling. So that that's that's kind of my spiel on it and i'm so glad that you brought it up because i think it's a very very good point to bring is that we need to if djs are trying something different if they are transitioning and mixing you know naturally quote unquote and doing things live we have to be supportive of that because it's ultimately it's going to benefit us in the long run because it will just make the sets more interesting Exactly, man. Exactly. Like, look, I I understand the energy is kind of kept alive when DJs quickly switch between songs. I do understand the place and why it's happening. But you're right, dude. I feel like it's it's gonna get kind of boring. You yeah, know? you need a combination a of more... it, man. It's gotta be a balance. It can't. You exactly. Know, you can plan some out. You can pre-record some edits. That's fine, right? I mean, yeah. Akali is one that is notorious for doing that for recording, uh, you know, edits beforehand and playing them out. But he's even talked about it, saying, look, you know. It's just to make sure that the vocals, because that's what his favorite thing to do is, is really mixing some vocals from other tracks. With, yeah. You know, some of his own tracks or other people's tracks. It's just to make it sound, you know, really in line and in tune. And I don't mind that, but it's when people are just pre-recording like, you know, these crazy long mashups that are just smashing together the songs and they smash it into the next one. It just doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't flow. There's no, there's no, none of that flow that's in there. Totally. Totally, homie. I'm I'm right there with you. So let's, you know, I, as we see more house music kind of grace the the main stage. I, I think I hope it kind of conditions people to expect like more longer transitions. Like it's not tracks are not meant to just kind of be slammed into each other because you kind of lose the fun of of, of a set. You kind of lose the fun of, of DJing as well for the artists themselves. So you know what, man? I, I hope uh, house music and other house music uh, DJs and progressive house and techno like as it graces the main stage more and more. I hope we see the respects and expectations start to change for, yeah. for main stage DJs. But Alec, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. It's something that's been bothering me for a very, very long time. You know, uh, I started attending shows back in 2012 and I've kind of noticed it as, as the years have progressed. So I appreciate you letting me rant and rave on that. Of but dude, here we go. The what are we listening to section. You oh, know what, boy. man? We got two tracks that we absolutely have to talk about this week. Who are we talking about? 
Well, it's actually technically three tracks, isn't it? Because we've got Bronson, which is Odessa True. and Golden Features side project there with their two tracks, Heart Attack and Vaults. And then we've got Blank, okay? Or as Samir likes to say in an earlier day, Blanque. You know what? I learned. I learned. I, I think sorry. Daryl was I, the one was a who... a dick who, thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, man. I think Daryl was uh, was the guy who cleared it up for all of us. I know the you Electric Hawk team is... things up real quick, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But before we kick things off, my man, we've got a lot of new EDM champions coming in every week. What's going on, guys and girls? Thank you for joining us. For all of these lovely, lovely folks out there, can you please tell them about our rating scale? Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels 1 through 5. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call Just Bought Tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist, and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is Speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. Let's kick it off with Odessa and Golden Features, i.e. Bronson. With their two-track EP, Heart Attack and Vaults. Yeah, you know, this is this is a really interesting project from, from Odessa and Golden okay. Features. Teaming up for their new project, Bronson. Dude, I, I was not actually expecting for them to kind of create a project together. Let me just start by saying that. So when I saw the news, I was super, super intrigued because I feel like Odessa and Golden Features, like their their music in terms of a vibe is very, very different. Like Odessa is known for more kind of uplifting music. Um, while Golden Features is known for a little bit more of a darker future house vibe, I get. I, I don't know. I'm finding it hard to kind of categorize Golden oh, Features music, but decent categorization, yeah. You know, to see them team up, I was very intrigued by what they were going to produce. But to be honest, it was actually pretty good. And I thought, I thought actually, it, to be fair, I thought Odessa flexed to Golden Features style more than Golden Features flexed to Odessa style. Like with the song Heart Attack. Like a heart attack and vaults, they they both play a little bit darker, which is something that you don't normally get from Odessa, but it actually works very very well. And I thought the song heart attack with the vocals by Laura was actually a really really good song. You know, it, it's more darker future house, but with some uplifting elements that you could definitely tell has Odessa's influence into it. Uh, but my favorite song off this two track EP was Vaults. I thought Vaults was a fantastic song from from these guys, Bronson. And uh, it, it gives me a lot of hope for what this project is all about. One thing I just got to point out is I find it so, so interesting that these guys are already taking pre-orders for their vinyl with these two tracks. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but they're, they're already like, okay, we know all these hipsters are going to want the vinyls <laughs> to, to these songs. So I'm just, I just find it shocking. Like It's just kind of funny. Uh, Alec, what did you think of Bronson? You know, man, I'm actually right there with you on all the chords here. I enjoyed it i thought it was really um a very interesting combination of the two 
uh, styles there, and I wholeheartedly agree with you when you said that Odessa definitely pivoted more towards Golden Features style. And I liked it, man. I thought it paid off. I really did. Uh, this has definitely yeah. got some of that Future House vibes in there. And I can, I can, you know, I'm not sure how this would fit necessarily into one of the Odessa's like live shows, but should they do a DJ set, obviously, they would definitely do it in there. Do you feel like, you know, Bronson is going to be taken to the stage? at some point or do you Ooh. think this is just uh that's what i'm thinking because odessa just they love performing live right like that's their that's their that's their shtick right there they just love being live performers so i just wonder how that would look like you know on a uh, on a stage together do you see that happening odessa is is known for their epic live shows oh, epic. so just yeah be- oh it's incredible it really is. I, and I've never seen one, unfortunately, and I would love to. Not in person. But I know my brother's seen them like three <laughs> or four times in one year, and I've heard they're absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's that's fascinating, Alec. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect if they would take this live. I think that they would, and I think they're 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 going to want to. Golden Features actually remixed some of Odessa's songs before, like the song Falls or Memories That Call You. Golden Feature did a VIP. Golden Feature and Odessa teamed up for a VIP on that one. So they, they've done work together before. I think I think they'll take this live, and I think it's going to be a show that a lot of people are going to go into, kind of expecting more uplifting Odessa sounds, and they're going to be a little bit shocked and maybe even taken taken aback by what they're hearing. I'm I'm kind of concerned about crowd reactions if people hear this live. What about you? I'm actually not as much. I think people would vibe along to it, and I also feel like Odessa would bring some additional elements to it live, as they do tend to do with all of their tracks. You know, whether it's extra drum pads in there, maybe yeah, some they ha- they have extra live other songs, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think I think they would spice it up enough so that their core fan base is going to be like, okay, I can fuck with this, and I I enjoy it. I think this is a really nice step in a different direction for them and giving them a chance to express themselves and explore different areas of their sound or even potentially a new sound uh, together under the Bronson side project alias. So I, I'm all about it. And to be honest, man, I don't think there's going to be that much of a crowd reception problem should they be doing this live, even if it's under Odessa rather than Bronson. Uh, you're not as concerned about crowd reactions as much as I am. And then one last song that we have to talk about in this section, Blank... Not Blanque, it's Blank. <laughs> Even though I you like Blanque, it, to be perfectly I honest. Like Bl- it sounds good. Like it, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, but it's Blank. There, there isn't you know, anything we, wrong. It's just not what it's... It's just not his name. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we've been told that multiple times, so I won't say Blanque. But uh, Blank, Blank's uh, new song, Control. Alec, what did you think? I was a little bit disappointed with this one. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. Big, big fan of uh, blank or belonge. It's blank, Alec. Don't get it twisted. Come on now. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no trouble. Yeah, there'll be the PC police or the pronunciation police after us. It was interesting to see him go back to really a bass sound. He has had releases like that in the past, right? Uh, where it was a bit heavier, and I feel like for a while he decided to go a little bit more of the uplifting melodic route to it, right? So I appreciate that he's going back to some of his bass stuff there, you know, showing the darker side uh, to his brand and to his sound as well. But I just didn't think this really pulled off um, as well as it probably could have. It, it sounded a little bit generic, I think, for a lack of a better term. I, I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to hate on it too much because it's not that it was bad. You know, it really, it's not that it was bad. It just wasn't entirely as good as I expected from him 
uh, with this one. It sounded a little bit formulaic at times. How about you, man? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I there's nothing for me, and like you know, like you, I'm a big fan of blank. But there's nothing for me that was like, oh, this is definitely like blank signature take, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on on a bass song. Like I, I was just like, whatever, you know. So this is not gonna be hitting the marks for me, my friend. With all that being said, Alec, what are you gonna give the Bronson Project on our rating scale? What'd you think? So I'm gonna go ahead and give this a level three out of five. Just turn it up. This is something where if I did hear it, I'd turn it up and be like, right, guys, I know who this is. This is Bronson, i.e. Odessa, and Golden Features, flexing the knowledge on the sound there. Just because I think it's a good future house. I, I don't even want to say it's future house, man. I, I, it's definitely got that influence in there, but it's just something else. It's got electronic with some house uh, you know, influences in there and some future house influences in there. But I would be all about it if I heard it on the radio. I'd certainly turn it up. It's not enough to convince me to go 100% uh, buy tickets to see uh, this live. If it were in a vacuum, I'd want to go regardless just because of Odessa being amazing. I'd I'd love to see them live anyhow. But if I had no preconceptions about Odessa and wanted to see them, this wouldn't be something that would push me to buy tickets immediately, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I need to hear more from them. And right now, I'm not entirely convinced to spend my money to go see them live. I think if they if they announce a tour, like, it would be cool to see them. But to be honest, just from, like, a music standpoint, right now at this time, I'm not saying, like, I need to go run out and buy tickets to go see Bronson. Uh, but I'm mm. sure that they would create some sort of experience. And I think that we would hear a lot. I feel like there's going to be a lot of music coming out from this project. And I think they're fo- they're putting a lot of focus and a lot of effort on this. They've actually they completed an album, Alec. I don't know if you knew that, but they have an album that's been completed. So I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more from them. So I'm just keeping my eye on them. This is a turn up for me. These are good tracks. Uh, but that's where I'm at, level three out of five. In, t- in terms of Blank's new song, Control. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm so conflicted right now. Alec, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is a level one out of five. <gasps> yeah, this is a one listen for me, homie. Dude, it's not no. for me. It, it's not for me. It's not for oh. me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not I'm not about Boy. this song. I, I, think, I think I need to start making more of an effort to separate background noise and one listens. Like, I'm, if I'm being completely honest with myself, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to give this a level one out of five for Blank's new song, Control. Sorry. So, so that's if this just came my on, opinion. would you be like, oh God, can't hear this and walk away from the stage? Why you gotta give me scenarios like that, man? <laughs> I, what, I, what I'm saying is I'm never gonna actively try Wait, to seek out well, to listen oh, to oh, it. Hold on, you didn't answer the question. Would you walk away? Is it that bad? It's not that bad, but I'm gonna walk <laughs> away from the stage if I hear this song. It's also not enough for me to say, like, okay, this song just came on in a playlist or like while Spotify is playing sh- songs on shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna skip it. It's not even going to be, it's not going to keep me company in the background either. Like I'm skipping this song. It's not for me. What did you think? You know, I'm, I'm not going to be so down on it as you, um, I'm, but I'm still not convinced by it and I, I didn't really enjoy it too much. So I will be giving this a background noise of level two out of five here. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, man. It's just formulaic it just, it just didn't really hit the mark for me. I mean, this is, this is definitely something where it's, I, I don't, I would definitely listen to it again if it was just, if it was on, you know, give it another chance. And if it's just on, I'm, you know, I'll have it playing and I, you know, certainly wouldn't walk away from a set if it was played, but right. just right. not, 
just not um, quite as good as I expected. But you know what, man? I mean, we always have to say, saying all of this, we're big fans of him, support what he's doing, um, and you can't have every release knock out of the park. We're, we're all about honesty here on the pod. And uh, if you've turned off the podcast because of this, uh, we're sorry. Come <laughs> we back hope to have you back. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, all right, Alex, thank you for your for your uh, thoughts and your opinions here on the music for the what are we listening to section. All right, Alec, this is it. My favorite part of the show. It's your favorite part of the show. We got two underground artists. I'm super, super excited to hear more about your pick. I'm excited to talk about my pick. So why don't you kick us off, man? Who are you watching this week on Beyond the Beats? Oh, dude, I've been excited to introduce everyone this one. I've been going on a DMB craze for a bit in the last few weeks, and then last week I had to sit Alec down. I was like, listen, buddy, (laughs) listen, you got to switch it up a little bit for us here. And I did, I did, I tried. Last week, I went with the more uplifting type of vibes of Anima Drop. Highly recommend that with some melodic dubstep. But today, I'm bringing you back down to the dirty underground, the warehouses, the sweaty hot clubs with the sounds of city walker oh boy you can hear it building up in the background get yourself ready with some teeth shattering bass house listen to city walker's song and remix of jaws's feel the volume I love what City Walker was doing with this song. Like oh, it, it was, love it. it was like it was a remix. But you know, we we sometimes throw this term around, and I think that this the term here fits perfectly. It's more of a reimagination. I feel like, right? Like yes. It, it, like he, City Walker came in and was like, "I'm going to change some elements of feel the volume here. I'm going to really make it my own. Something that people, something that that is a complete departure from the original." And I love how the drop came back in for some of that classic bass house but a little bit more aggressive than what jaws threw in so like i'm telling you the the whole the whole combination of the track from beginning to end i thought was very very well done city walker definitely left his influence here on it alec tell me about city walker how'd you find him tell us more about this guy because we need to hear more from him yeah man i mean i'm first of all i'm very glad that you're as pumped up on him as i am and was when i first came across him so that's very good In terms of finding him, you know, he has had a collaboration with our boy, another one of the artists we're watching, Clank, on Neuron Sur Blanc, one of our favorite labels out there. And I tell you, 
City Walker is just somebody who I think has a very, very bright future ahead. I mean, only got a couple thousand followers on SoundCloud right now, which is just blasphemous. Absolutely blasphemous. I have no idea how. That's crazy. He does not have more. I Come know, on. It's, it's fucking insane. People. What are you doing? Get your fingers out of your ass, okay? Wash it first. Always what? wash your hands. <laughs> All right, whatever they're doing, point aside. Wash your hands and then whatever you're doing, just wash <laughs> your fucking hands, all right? Please wash your hands. Please. And give please. this guy a follow, okay? You're going to be the one that says, oh, you're at that set on the main stage of some festival, joyrides, banging it out there, okay? He's dropping a City Walker track. You want to be that person in the crowd that's like, oh, yeah, I know this song, okay? Mm-hmm. Right? You want to be one of those people because this guy is going to be big and his tracks are going to get even more traction than they currently are. I mean, he, you know, he's steadily and steadily building a name for himself out there. I mean, he, he is just crushing the scene right now. He's got some other fantastic songs. Feel the Volume by Jaws, for those of you that do not know it, is actually really one of the, the songs that truly got me into the scene. So I very much appreciated what City Walker did with this. I think he masterfully reimagined it, as Simu was saying, but also paid homage and kept the core essence of the song in there. So it wasn't like he just took it completely out of context and completely reimagined it. He kept the core soul of it and what makes that song just so catchy, but put his own interpretation and his own drop in there. So... I was just really floored with just what he did with the song. I thought it was fantastic. And I cannot wait to see and hear more from City Walker. Awesome, dude. All right. Thank you for the uh, glowing review of City Walker, EDM Champions. You guys already know. You got to go into the show notes. You got to click on the link to go to our Beyond the Beats website. All right, guys, we got all the show notes here on the website. It's beyondthebeats.co. We got the links to the socials. Instagram is at btb.pod. We got Twitter's at podbtb. We're on Facebook. Feel free to send us an email, connectedbeyondthebeats.co. That's where you can reach us, and that's where you can hear more about City Walker. But all right, here we go. I'm excited to introduce the EDM champions to my pick this week. Guys, I've been feeling a little bit more chilled out, or I just need some music that's going to chill me out some more, which is why I'm very, very excited to present to you Oksami, okay? That's the artist's name. It's spelled O-K-S-A-M-I. And what I love about this guy is that his take on electronic music is so damn soulful. Like, it's just... It's like it's like as if soul music and electronic music came together and you got Osami out of it. And like you can hear the the way that he plays with vocal samples and the various instruments. It just sounds super relaxing and super refined, yet it always keeps you interested. So I'm very excited to play his newest song for you guys. It's called Loving You. Here it is. Check it out.
my mans, he has been, oh, you've really been in this kind of future, future-based mood, and I love it, man, I absolutely love it, bringing some of that uplifting, futuristic sounds to the podcast, I love this, I honestly, man, I was actually like, wow, this is a very, very well-done track where it's just got a different blend of of genres in here it's got future bass but just you know what what else would you say it has in there because it's definitely not just a a regular old yeah. future bass song no i know and that that's why like i'm always trying to find music where it kind of stumbles like what sort of genre he would fall into you know like what's interesting is this guy grew up as like a trained pianist and a celloist right so oh, wow. like he's okay. got some yeah he's got some training in in turn or professional training i should say in in classical music and so to hear him kind of integrating sounds of what he uh, grew up playing into electronic music and also coupling that with some of his influences that he notes here as Jimi Hendrix and Daft Punk. And, you know, it's it's just awesome because he is trying to take in all these different sort of um, genres and Mm -hmm. instruments and influences, and he's kind of paving his own path or his own genre of electronic music. And that's why I'm very, very impressed by this guy. Like, Right now, I feel like he's a little bit like underground, but I have a feeling that as soon as the right ears kind of catch on to Oksami, he's going to blow up, and I feel like he's going to catalyze a whole new wave of electronic music. Dude, bold, bold prediction there. Those are some I'm telling big you, man. Words. Oksami, you got some shoes to fill, mate. But I tell you, exactly. I, and from- I think he's going to do it. Oh, I really do too. Just, yeah, yeah. this is this is great, man. I, I love it when you pick out, because we've talked about this before. Future bass can seem a little bit generic at times once you've listened to quite a lot of it after you've been introduced to it. But there are some artists out here, especially in the underground, such as Aksami, that are really taking it to another level and modernizing it and changing it all for the better. So thank you, man, for putting Aksami on all of our radars. Yeah, thank you for allowing me to talk about him. But that wraps up episode 58 of Beyond the Beats. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, guys, you already know what to do. Share the show with your friends. I think that's the best way to kind of get the show out there. But if 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 you don't get a chance to do that, if you don't get a chance to send the link to anybody... Please feel free to drop a rating and a review in your and your podcasting platform. Hit subscribe. All those little actions, they go a very, very long way. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. But you know what? We'll talk to you guys next week for episode 59. Feel free to send us some of your favorite underground artists. And in the meantime, don't forget to wash your hands.